Hello friends and welcome to episode number 175 of Backflips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's Justin out in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Justin, uh, wow, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the stove got really, really hot really quickly. I'm excited that we're doing another episode this week. Uh, how's your week so far? It's been it's been good. Uh we're moving at the end of next week so i've been busy packing (laughs) which is not fun i hate packing but i hate moving but it's good we're moving into our own place yay no longer renting so that's uh fun we'll have a a new headquarters for bfmd west Uh, (laughs) well it'll be headquarters for all of bfmd really but then yeah I'm kind of the, I'm the annex. You're like, you're like the satellite office in Halifax. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm We've always We're, been the annex here. We are a remote friendly workplace. <laughs> yeah, very much so. That's good, man. It's, yeah. it's been a, a, a quick week for me. I've been paying attention to all the news. And man, now that baseball's back, it's consuming a lot of my mental headspace. And I'm yep. all for it. I cleared out. The whole closet in my head before this week started, did tons of therapy. I'm mm-hmm. and I'm serious about that. I'm ready to go. I'm very excited uh, about this season. Uh, I didn't do therapy because of baseball all the time. Um, <laughs> no, it's just good. Everybody, we're in the middle of a mental health crisis for this planet. Uh, therapy is good for you. Uh, yep. Get rid of the stigma. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. We got Jay's news. Uh, most of it amazing news, and then mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. one piece of news that uh, we'll talk about that's going to be a little bit tougher. Um, but well, I'm still, you know, it'll be. Yeah. I think there's a positive way to spin it. Uh, and then there's all kinds of big trades and signings to talk about. And then there's dumb shit uh, to talk about, which we will talk about at the very end of the show. And we'll cap it all off with a Fangraphs projection update. Uh, we got really into doing that last year and I'm excited to do start the pre thing. Uh, and we are going to try to squeeze in a preseason predictions before the first, when's first game, the 8th yes. of April. Okay. That's so right. we have one, two, two we have three, three weeks, weeks to do still. it. So we got time. Yep. First spring training game tomorrow for the Jays. Yeah, and we will recap that on Sunday. I'm assuming we're coming back Sunday. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll have to come back sooner if anything crazy happens. That's uh, true. <laughs> where can the people find us before we continue on? Uh, you can check us out on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. Justin brings the funny. Uh, I've logged into it once in what? What? The three years we've been doing this. Almost four years. In four three, years in we've three been doing this. Be four and years, was, yeah. Yeah, and the login happened last week, and I was like, "Fuck!" This. You, you immediately logged out. <laughs> I was like, "No, this is Justin's corner. I'm just gonna leave it." It's um, basically my personal Twitter at this point. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it felt very violating. I don't I use like, my no. own account ever, so. Yeah, like I'll just get my own, and it'll kind of again, it'll be like an annex or whatever. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, check us out at BFND Podcast, our website, bfndpodcast.com. You can check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and a whole bunch more. Yeah. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to listen to the episode. I'm super hyped to talk about everything. There's so much to talk about, Justin. Grip that wheel firmly with those hands of yours, <laughs> with those mitts. 
and uh, take us out of the parking lot and get For us on sure. the highway. So last episode we talked about Yusei Kikuchi. This episode we were talking about Matt Chapman. So Yay. the Jays went out and made a big trade. So Oakland was having a fire sale. And uh, they traded, first off, Matt Olson went to Atlanta. We'll talk about that here in a bit. But uh, the Blue Jays went out and snagged Matt Chapman for four prospects. Uh, Kevin Smith went to Oakland, so they get a third baseman slash shortstop back. Uh, one of our top prospects, Gunnar Hoagland, went. Of course, the Jays drafted him last summer. He's recovering from Tommy John surgery, so he hasn't thrown a minor league pitch yet, but he was highly touted right-handed pitcher. Zach Logue and Kirby Sneed, a couple of lefties, also went back to the Athletics. That was per Shia Davidi. Um, the Jays get Matt Olson, who has this year and next year of team control of arbitration left. So there's no rush to re-sign him yet. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Gunnar Hoagland makes it two straight first-round picks that the Blue Jays have traded uh, after Austin Martin went to get uh, Jose Barrios last year. Um, Kevin Smith uh, is likely to open up in the majors now, and that's great for him. Uh, that's an opportunity he may not have that may not have come with the Jays. That's per Shai Davidi again, and yep. uh, the Blue Jays had enough added pitching, um, obviously by getting Kikuchi, that they didn't need Zach Logue and Kirby Snead was pushed way down the depth chart by some signings in the bullpen. Um, so really, it's 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 a little bit uh, thin at the top of the farm system with Martin and Hoagland and obviously Simeon Woods Richardson getting dealt last year. But the Blue Jays do have comp picks coming for Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon in this year's yep. draft. So there's time to uh, refill the cupboard. And obviously they went and got the best defensive third baseman in baseball, Patrick Marsh. Your initial thoughts on the trade? Yep. Uh, my gut reaction at the very beginning of it was I was kind of bummed because I liked all the players we traded for different reasons. Obviously, if you have the opportunity to trade for Matt Chapman and these are the parts, that you're that are being asked for from Oakland you make that trade 10 out of 10 times Matt yeah. Chapman is the best defensive third baseman in baseball I don't think anybody could argue against that it's him and uh, him and Nolan Arenado who are like 1a and 1b in my book but both two of the best in history defensively it's pretty crazy uh the metrics I mean the fact that we're saying history is pretty epic yeah. um but it's true by the by all uh measurable metrics which is kind of uh redundant for me to say they are the best it's pretty terrific uh i'm happy i'm actually very happy for kevin smith yeah sad that gunner hoagland uh is going we'll talk about prospects and the pool and all and what this all means mm -hmm. obviously uh, Rogers and the Jays are pushing their chips into the middle. They're going all in here, but uh, with the way that the comp picks will work out, the cupboard will get refilled because we have so much team control. Nobody is going anywhere after this year. This team could be a pretty much identical next year. Yeah. So there's no, because there won't be any personnel changes most likely, it's basically two years of drafting that we can now do to refill. So while the rankings will show us dip probably into the bottom five, uh, it, there, it will be a very quick recovery. And this is exactly what you saw in Cleveland, where yeah. their recovery was very swift. 
Yeah, just um, to give you some perspective, the only player on the active roster who is a free agent after this season is Ross Stripling. That's yeah, the only and, one. And we'll see what kind of a season Strips has. Uh, I would imagine, uh, you know, if if things go the way that, that we all hope they do, he would probably get an opportunity to sign for big money elsewhere, probably back in L.A., I would imagine would be a priority. Um, mm-hmm. But... That speculation, the yep. trade itself, it's really, it's defensively, Matt Chapman, no qualms. Offensively, the argument that I made off the cuff, uh, right off the bat, when we, in our chat, <laughs> Justin, was the concern about the batting average. Yeah, that's very fair. Uh, it is fair. Uh, it's declined every season since he started, I believe. Um, but again, he's only 28. Yeah, and he's coming off of a bad injury. He had hip surgery September of 2020, so after the shortened yeah. pandemic season. So that's he's hopefully back from that. It didn't hurt his defense last year, which is no. obviously good to see. Um, so we'll see what a full off season of of healthy workouts and conditioning did for him. I don't know if he's arrived in Dunedin yet, but I'm assuming he'll get there probably today and then report to yep. camp tomorrow. It's worth noting to, we'll talk about this later as well, but uh, it's worth noting that it's kind of a prerequisite for players on this team to be vaccinated because otherwise they couldn't play any home games. So I don't know if that factor, factored into this or not, but I mean, geez, um, hell of an acquisition for the team. He's got power. Yeah. He's got mega power, uh, 24 home runs uh, in his second season. 36 in his third and then obviously ignoring the COVID shortened season uh, where he had 10 home runs in 37 games that probably extrapolates into something a little bit more impressive mm-hmm. than 36 uh, but 27 home runs 72 RBIs in his uh, season where he was kind of hampered a little bit at the plate with the injury hit it, he hit only 210 which was my thing my concern. yeah career high walk rate though which is a good sign yeah I was just about to get to that. Yeah. <laughs> but when you look at his OBPs for every season where he has not been injured, um, well over 300. He's got Kavan level eyes, which is impressive. I think if you look at his stats, his slash line is probably what we would hope for from Kavan, uh, yeah. where he's got great eyes. He's not really a base stealer. He's he's you know he's not speedy like Kavan. But again, we're not comparing them. Kavan isn't really relevant exactly. No. It's all about that elite defense. Uh, he was a uh, uh, top MVP vote getter, finishing seventh and sixth back to back in 2018 and 2019. So this guy has all the trappings of an elite third baseman uh, who's going to save us a lot of runs at third. Yeah, he's a vacuum over there. <laughs> he is a vacuum. Uh, imagine him to be kind of like Brooks Robinson over there. Maybe not as uh, legendary quite yet. Yeah. Uh, but he'll get there. He's still he's still a baby. Still twenty. Well, going on twenty nine. Yeah. He'll, he'll turn twenty nine next month. The end of next month. But um, team control, you gotta love it. Uh, the power, the ribbies. This is this is what we needed at third. I am bummed for Santiago. However. We will discuss Santiago a little bit later, and mm-hmm. a couple of thought-provoking tweets came out uh, that will yeah. uh, will reference back to the third base situation. For sure, this is this is a uh, small W win. I don't think this is 
as big a coup as it was to re-sign Barrios or sign Kevin Gossman. This is a great piece of trade, though. It, it makes us more competitive now, and uh, our projections now put us in about second in MLB for, for uh, projected uh, wins at yeah. 93 and 69, which is um, terrific. And, and Matt, Matt Chapman's going to be like the seventh best bat in this lineup so That's <laughs> um uh some some reaction from a blue jays pitcher alec manoa said to uh, rob longley from the toronto sun i feel i really i feel really good about that sinker now let it go and let him go out there and snag it <laughs> so yeah uh some interesting stuff uh, chris black at down to black he puts out some great analytical threads on twitter about the jays uh, he said he thought this was interesting. Blue Jays pitching induced more ground balls to third than any other team in Major League Baseball last year. A total of 420 ground balls were hit to third base. Nice. Hunjin Ryu has had the most in baseball, 73, and Yusei Kikuchi was actually 10th at 55, and his numbers didn't in, in factor into that 420, obviously. So this trade's a wonderful fit because the Blue Jays get a lot of action at third base. You think how many uh, sluggers that are right-handed that play in the AL East there are. Um, yeah. There's a lot of balls that go to that left side of the infield. Obviously, having a guy like Chapman who has insane range also helps to take some pressure off of Bo Bichette as well, too. He won't have to cover as much ground anymore. They, they're going to be able to play their defense on that left side a little bit differently, maybe a bit further back, allow them to get some more baseballs in the hole, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah. uh, the trade's a wonderful fit defensively, and like I said, Ch- Chapman's not expected to hit cleanup. He's going to be down in the sixth or seventh hole most days. Um. Yeah, and there was there were some heat charts from from Baseball Savant from Statcast showing that every Blue Jays pitcher who started last year, and including Yusei Kikuchi, there's a big hot spot in that third base shortstop side of the field there. So a lot of ground yeah. balls are going that way. Absolutely. I didn't think it'd be possible to upgrade on the defensive prowess of Santiago Espinal, which again mm-hmm. he deserves the credit for it because that's what he's good at. Um, but Matt Chapman is a pretty significant upgrade. We're talking about a guy who's won the platinum glove twice. Yes. Uh, not too many folks <laughs> can do that. Um, speaking of Santiago Espinal, let's just yeah. get it out of the way right now, right quick. Scotty Mitchell uh, at Scotty Mitch TSN. Santiago Espinal gained about 15 pounds over the winter and he's looking to drive the ball more this year. you love to hear that. Uh, the message to him has been be prepared to move around, but his work will be middle infield spots now. Not a surprise with the Chapman trade. I'm ready, man. Uh, I'm ready to turn some double plays with Bo. So all signs seem to indicate the move to second. We did allude to that, if I'm not mistaken. We last did. Episode. Yep, we talked about uh, it, and we said that it would be yeah. uh, an Espinal and Biggio, kind of probably mostly a platoon at second base, with Espinal obviously being the more capable of the two at short and uh, third base. So Espinal will probably play a lot there. And we know Biggio can play some corner outfield as well. So those two guys are probably going to be in the lineup a lot, yep. especially with Biggio's left-handed bat. And with Espinal, he'll be, uh, they'll both probably be a late-game defensive replacement. Obviously, Biggio has good a good track record with stealing bases. So those guys are yep. going to see a lot of games. They might not be starting a ton, but they're going to be playing a lot still. Kavan will still get at least 400 plate appearances. At yeah, least. they both might be close to that, to be honest with you. Yeah, which is going to be m- like more than a platoon guy, but less than a star regular yeah. starter. You might and if see... there's any in- injuries at any point, ne- both these guys could fit in anywhere. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, uh, you might Santiago, see uh, obviously second, short, and third. But... Yeah, you may see Biggio get more DH games as well too, especially yeah. against those right-handed pitchers if they want to keep, say, a Grichuk in the field because Grichuk is a very good defender. Or you'll see Kavon and in, 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 or Kevin in left or right field while they put Teoscar at DH for a day or Gurriel at DH. Like these guys are going to be very flexible at that DH spot because the Jays still don't have that traditional D, the full-time DH, which I kind of like because they've got a bunch of guys they can just rotate through and keep bats in the lineup just like they did last year. So if you've got an elite offensive player, there's no need to sit them for a day. Just put them in that DH spot and they don't have to field. It's it's a nice flexibility to have. But yeah, it's I think good. this flexibility is going to be the thing that keeps yeah. this. Uh, it's this the uh, mowing. It's the Tampa Bay Rays model, right? And we see how how yeah. good they they've done in recent years of just having guys who can play three, four, or five different positions. Because if one guy gets hot, you can keep him in the lineup and just move him around defensively every day and keep their bat going. So it's good to see. Um, one thing before we talk about Vladdy's quote, uh, Mike Wilner, who said he ran into Dante Bichette in Dunedin. Asked if he's going to be back as a coach. Dante said no. The quote is, I'm just going to be dad. They're in good hands right now, but I'll always be around if they need me. So Dante is not going to be back in an official capacity, but I'm sure he'll be milling around, especially at the complex in Florida, um, because it's close to where the the Bichettes live. So uh, Dante will be, he'll be present. I'm sure Bo will talk to him on the phone about stuff and whatever else it may be. But uh, too bad that Dante won't be back in an official role, but we've got a pretty good hitting coach in Guillermo Martinez and, yeah. Obviously, with Dave Hudgens being on the on the hitting side of things now, instead of being the bench coach, there's a lot of good resources up in that uh, in that clubhouse for sure. Let him enjoy retirement, man. Hell yeah, Let the guy the guy's got to get more gym time in. He might have, maybe his muscles are getting too small, and he can't yeah, uh, he can't allow that. Ultra ripped. <laughs> Charlie Montoya. This is also from Scotty Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Montoya was impressed with Hagen Danner. Mm-hmm. today during live ab's today being i believe i pulled that from a couple yep. of days ago whatever. that's from uh, that was from yesterday yeah uh 97 98 with a sharp slider added to the 40 last winter definitely a chance he impacts jay's pen this season uh heat's not everything but the fact that he does have a slider working for him could be and he's a he's a converted catcher remember too so the fact that that's he's right. uh pitching this well already and he had a great year with vancouver last year so um yeah, being yeah. the guy who's a little older, he he could move up the. Or I'm sure he'll start in tri- or double A, um, with the cat with the Fisher Cats, and then he could be a guy who's going to move up quickly to Buffalo as needed. There are some open spots too. It's worth saying on the forty man right now. Uh, not too many. I think there's only one or two. Yeah, it's getting there. So, we got some guys on those minor league invite contracts. Uh, David yeah. Phelps is one of them, and then uh, Joe Pigini as well. If he ever finds a way to get back, but uh, Phelps is probably a pretty good candidate to earn a spot on the roster just because of his past track record. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, Hopefully great to see Donner there. Injury-free, right? Um, Vladdy's quote, let's talk about this. This is from Shai Davidi again. I mean, every every Jays beat reporter on, on Twitter was quoting this one today. Uh, this is Vladdy Jr. on the possibilities for the Blue Jays in 2022. The quote is, last year was the trailer now you guys are going to see the movie, end quote. That's pretty <laughs> badass from Vladdy. It is. <laughs> Everyone's already calling it the Blue Jays quote of the year. So, um, Yeah. I like that Vladdy's yeah. uh, kind of got that confidence swagger going. I love it. It's really good, I, and I think it's indicative of how the team feels in the clubhouse. And yep. it, they got to know how just how incredibly hyped 
Jays fans are because no teams got hit harder during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. No team had to play basically two years of fucking road games instead of in home minor games. league ballparks. In minor league park, yeah. Now we're actually we got the home barn working full season for us. in the home barn with fans uh, too, no capacity gonna, limits. And for more than one reason, it's going to suck for teams happen across the border to come to Canada to play yeah. at the dome. And we'll talk about what that means more later. But let's cap it off with Barrios. I love this quote from Hazel. Yeah. I, it doesn't even have anything to do with anything. But <laughs> it kind of goes I to show you uh, the the type of players and people the Jays yeah. like to bring into the clubhouse, right? Yes. Barrios spent only two months with the Jays uh, last season. On his first day of camp, he made a point of getting to know the staff slash coaches because he plans on spending, quote, Many years here in Toronto, I would think, he signed a seven-year deal. Yes, sir. Uh, quote, I'm new here. I want to meet everyone. I love this guy. Yeah. This is our guy. I love all these uh, all these like uh, Spanish and Latino players that the Jays have got on the team. They just seem like they're a bunch of fun guys to be around and always smiling, joking around. I think George Springer's kind of been uh, absorbed by osmosis into that group of guys. Like, you know, there's always pictures of them on Twitter all hanging out. And Boba Shed yeah. as well, too, obviously coming up through the minors with Flatty. Uh, they like to joke around a lot. So it looks like it's a pretty a pretty fun vibe, and hopefully they can get off to a good start so that those good vibes keep going all season. There's every. It's like the team's just getting tighter, and everybody who comes yeah. on is always someone who fits into the culture of the club so easily. It's just it's amazing. Let's get to the other signings. Yeah, let's and talk about some. We gotta rip through these. <laughs> yeah, we've got some big trades and signings. Uh, the other, the other Matt from Oakland, who we mentioned already, Olson, got traded to Atlanta. This was on March 14th, so three days ago. Now, this is from Jeff Passan, the mad murderer of Twitter people. I love <laughs> this guy so much. Breaking: Atlanta and Oakland are in agreement on a trade that will send star first baseman Matt Olson to the Braves. Uh, Oakland will receive outfielder Kristen Pashi. Catchers Shea Langliers, starting pitchers Ryan Cusick and Joey Estes. That's a massive haul for Matt Olson, the Braves' new first baseman. So this was still before Freddie Freeman signed Patrick Marsh. So yeah. this kind of signaled the end of Fred, the Fre- Freddie Freeman era in Atlanta. Um, and some stuff came out that the Braves did not tell Freeman's reps that they were working on this trade to give him that opportunity to take the offer that was on the table. We're still not fully sure what that was, but... Uh, they decided they were just going to move on. Our, our old friend Alex Anthopoulos just went, pushed the full send button and just went for it. Um, a day later, Olsen did sign an eight-year, $168 million extension, which extends six years after his two arbitration years that he has left. So this year, he's going to make 15 mil. Next year's 21, and then 22 million for the rest of the six years on the extension. So not only did they move on from Freddie Freeman, but they got their first baseman locked up for the next eight seasons, including this one. Cost them $7 million more across two additional seasons. So I get it. At the same time, who's the better player? It's yeah. Right now, it's Freddie, Freddie Freeman. Uh, yeah. And Freddie Freeman decided he was going to go home to California to Los Angeles, where his wife and his kids live already. He lives there in the off-season in L.A. He agreed yesterday, late last night, and it broke early this morning, that uh, he had assigned a six-year, $162 million deal. Again, uh, Jeff Passan was on that one along with uh, Kylie McDaniel. Um, so that's a, a big deal for Freddie as well, too. 
uh, pulling yep. another big free agent off the board and filling that Los Angeles lineup even further. They're the World Series favorites. The Jays are in third right now uh, in terms of odds, tied with, I believe, the Astros for the best World Series odds uh, in baseball. I'd love to stomp them in the ALCS. Yeah, it's a, the Dodgers on paper, again, are an absolute juggernaut. Of course, they've been to, I think, three World Series in a row now, so they've got a bit of a, di- a dynasty going on, um, or at least trying to start that. No, they LA. didn't go to last year's because Atlanta won. Right, Atlanta won. They, won, they lost in the CS. three of the last five. Three of the last or five the last or something. Four, yeah, like they've been there a yeah. lot, and they've won a couple of them. So. There you go. Um, yeah, so Freeman's there now. Big lefty bat in the in the LA lineup. Uh, they've got a stacked squad there. Um, yep. Chris Bryant. So last a couple seasons ago, the the Rockies traded away Arenado to the Cardinals, <laughs> and then they decide they're going to sign Chris Bryant to a seven year, one hundred eighty two million dollar contract. That's again per Jeff Passan. Again, this guy's just been breaking news. Um. The Rockies are still set to be interested in re-signing Trevor Story, who is one of the big free agents that is still unsigned, along with Carlos Correa. Those are two of the big ones that are still out there. Yep. Of, course, of course, they are both shortstops, and their market values are somewhere between the 25 and $30 million per season uh, level, and they're both unsigned. So interesting to see that with spring training games underway. But yeah, we the Jays had been linked to Brian at one point, but obviously... That that term and that dollar amount was probably just a, oh the, the term especially was probably a bit too much for what the Jays were willing to commit to. Yeah, so they, they decided to priorities. go with the uh, the prospect capital and and sign uh, or and get Chapman instead and hopefully spend some of this money that they that they saved on Bryant to extend their young guns was what we're hinting at. Mister Ross Atkins, get on it. Um, but yeah, those are a couple of big signings there between the extension to Olsen, Freeman, and Bryant. So some big money spent in the last uh, 48 hours. Um, can we talk about how silly it is that they traded Arenado and paid $50 million to do it so they could sign Chris Bryant to an absurd contract? Yeah, it's a strange, uh, a strange twist of fate. Obviously, Arenado wanted out of there too. Yeah, that's a but, but at the same time... Yeah, it's, it's a, well. Rocky's gonna Rocky, I guess. They're basically the yeah. Mets of the NL West. So, I one thing I one signing I did think was cool was Zach Granke returning. Yep. To the Royals. To the Royals. Kind of a cool little thing that happened. Yep. He's probably gonna eat some innings there, I'd imagine, or they would like him to. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I, I um, mean, I can't imagine why he wouldn't start, but I, I don't know. Yeah, the Royals are going to be a, a team to be reckoned with in the next couple of seasons. They've got a lot of good prospects coming up, including Bobby Wood Jr., who's one of the best prospects in baseball right now. Obviously, a pretty good team. They're gonna have a good young team that they did when they won the World Series in a year that we don't talk about. Um, uh, a Yankee trade, Patrick Marsh, former Blue Jay MVP Josh Donaldson, along with Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who the Twins had just acquired a day prior, and catcher uh, Ben Rortvet for Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela going back to Minnesota. Mm. So the Yankees uh, moved on from Gary. They brought in a new third baseman for Gio Urshela. Uh, Donaldson's got $25 million on this year and next year left on his contract. So between Judge Stanton and, uh, uh, and and Donaldson, the Yankees have a payroll larger than some MLB teams in those three players, I believe. So 
Um, yep, it's pretty. All right, and Garrick, sorry, guys, not not uh, Judge. Judges are eligible. So between Cole Stanton and Donaldson, they're outranking a lot of MLB teams in terms of salary. Yep, yep. it'll be cool when they aren't able to play in New York, nor will they be able to play in Canada. <laughs> yeah, uh, but whatever. That's that's a yeah. So, to, so speaking of segment. that, uh, miscellaneous funny shit is a is a segment that Patrick has in our sheet, which I love. Um, a story broke out that there's a New York city policy in place, a mandate, uh, basically the Kyrie Irving rule at this point, um, where any unvaccinated players are not able to play home games, which is why Kyrie Irving does not play any games in Brooklyn for the Brooklyn Nets this year in the NBA. Any unvaccinated Yankees or Mets will not be eligible, Patrick Marsh, to play home games in New York city. Aaron Boone is also concerned about the Yankees players not being able to play in Canada, because unvaccinated players are also not allowed to play in Canada. Uh, and Aaron Boone's quote says, we still have a few guys, at least, who are not vaccinated. Aaron Judge Patrick Marsh was asked point blank if he was vaccinated, and he said, quote, I'm so focused on getting through the first spring games of spring training, so I think we'll cross that bridge whenever the time comes. But right now, so many things can change, so I'm not really too worried about that right now, end quote. Tell me you're not vaccinated without telling me you're not vaccinated, Aaron Judge. Yep. Yeah, you hit you hit the nail on the head. It's worth saying that it's very likely that New York will walk, like New York City will walk back some of this. <laughs> I don't know if they will, man. They're kind of been, they they've been pretty savage on this. Like Kyrie's if, a pretty big player. <laughs> that's true, but who cares about the Nets? I think yeah. the real thing is like the Yankees and Mets are two of the largest sports franchises on. Planet. Mm-hmm. I cannot see New York City not caving to the pressure of those two businesses. Yeah. That's what this is. It's all business. I can't see them not caving to the Yankees and the Mets uh, by either finding a special exception or otherwise. Now, the question then becomes are other cities going to follow New York City's, uh, you know, mandates? Strict mandates, have? yeah. And and make sure that a player on a team has to be vaccinated in order to play. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. They can't even travel to Canada, can they? No, they can't. And and the Blue Jays have confirmed that nobody on their 40-man roster is not is unvaccinated. So yep. any doubt that there was about some guys on our team last year has been resolved. Yeah. Um, in other idiot news, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is out at least three months with a fractured wrist. He had surgery yesterday. He was asked uh, when his motorcycle accident occurred this offseason, and he responded to reporters with, quote, which one? Um, I don't know if you know anything about contracts, Patrick Marsh, but players aren't supposed to be doing things like this. Yeah. And the Padres were within their rights to void the entirety of his remaining contract. They're obviously not going to do that because Fernando Tatis Jr. is still a very valuable baseball player and will bounce back from this. But yeah, you're if you're one, you're you're a few short of a dozen if you're uh, doing this with, with a three hundred million dollar contract, um, kind of up in the air, you know. But uh, yeah, Tatis is out for at least three months. A big blow to the Padres. Uh, they're getting Mike Clevenger back this year, so their starting pitching is hopefully going to be better. Yeah, oh yeah. And they been. they were trying to sign Suzuki from Japan, but he went to the Cubs. Um, 
for like I think five years, 80 mil, 85 million or something. With the largest Japanese contract uh, coming to MLB in history, so good for him. Seiya Suzuki to the Cubs. Um, he's gonna hit, he's gonna hit bombs and he steals bases too. Uh, doesn't pitch though, so he's not as quite he's not quite Shohei levels, but uh, yeah. Um, David How Hernandez. You, like, oh, go ahead. We, I, I don't want to scoot off this too because I feel like this warrants uh, a lot of criticism. When it comes to Tatis, yeah, he's, he's old, a dumb shit. Same age as Vladdy. Uh, set to make five million dollars uh, this year, seven million the year after, eleven million. Then it really escalates from there. Yeah. Twenty twenty-five, they'll have twenty million, and that's when the big bucks start to roll in, uh, including from thirty to thirty-five, inclusive six years of making thirty-six million. Mm-hmm. It, it's gotta feel really strange when you're like. POV, you're set to make $340 million across 14 seasons of baseball, and you're fucking around on a motorcycle, and you've already blown what amounts to what? 40% of the season? Yeah. Maybe a little bit more? And who knows? Recovery might not be smooth. Especially yeah, especially if he keeps motorcycling. Well, yeah, and he's a guy who's been on the IL a few different times already for baseball-related injuries. Um, but the fact that he's doing this shit is really, really dumb. <laughs> I hope he, really, I hope he stops because really baseball yeah. is better with players like Tatis Jr. on the field. And uh, yeah, he's not doing himself any favors. Um. <laughs> For some Canadian content, let's talk Joey Votto before we get to the end here. Uh, David Hernandez, uh, trade Joey Votto. He deserves better. Um, the Reds have obviously been trading away everybody. Uh, they traded Amir Garrett. They traded Sonny Gray. They're not resigning Castellanos, who's still another big free agent that's out there. Uh, we didn't, him. We didn't talk about we didn't talk about Schwarber at all, but he's gone to the Phillies, by the way. If anyone missed that, really? so. We didn't get him. He's not in the AL East, which is great. Chris Bryant's not in the AL East. Freddie Freeman's not in the AL East. The Yankees reassigned Rizzo, but Rizzo's just a contact hitter at this point in his career. He does well at Yankee Stadium because he's a lefty. Um, a quote from Joey Votto here. Uh, that's obviously not something that I, that I play for. It would be a shame for the last clinching game of my career to be in an empty stadium in Minnesota, which was in 2020 when they made the wild card. I'm grateful for that moment, but I have higher expectations to be uh, a part of other large major league moments. That's a lot of question concerning to me in regards to all the trades and uh, non-signings. I've been in the same uniform my entire career. We haven't done enough winning. MLB.com asks, do you envision accepting or demanding a trade? Joey says, that's the type of question you'd have to ask ownership and the front office. I have never once in my career asked or even whispered anything like that. I've been loyal to this uniform, to this city, to the contract that I signed. On my side of things, it's never been something I've ever really prompted. I have a responsibility to the person that signs my checks. That's not my question. So, uh, Joey's not going to demand a trade, but concern, but he is definitely concerned with the direction that Cincinnati is going. And to me, I mean, if they were to say, if they were to come to Joey and say, "Hey, Joey, we've got this potential trade lined up. Do you want to do it?" He he may say yes at this point if it puts him in a better situation. So, well, look at all their top. Salaries. Yeah. Joey Votto, 38, 25 million. Mike Moustakas, uh, 33 years old, 16 million. Mike Miner, who they, they got in the uh, yeah. inexplicably odd 
trade uh, Mike Miner for Amir Garrett. Okay, sure. That's a salary uh, dump for the uh, Royals there. It is, yeah. Uh, obviously, they've got plans mm-hmm. for big moves. Uh, Shogo Akiyama, uh, $34 million. He's still a pre-arb, even though he's 34 $8 million. Uh, Luis Castillo, probably the only blue chip that they have left on the team. Yeah. Did you know, Patrick Marsh, that as of right now, without these arbitration guys having contracts, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. is the sixth highest paid red this season. That's what I was about to get to, son of a... <laughs> He's, they still pay him for this year, next year, and the year after. Yes, I know. I, Good that for was Ken. What I was building up the kid. To, man. I'm sorry. I had to steal your thunder. You got... You, damn it. You blew the whole segment. 52 years old. He's, <laughs> he's basically Bobby Bonilla at this point. He's making he's making that bank every year. Name name a more lovable player than Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, you can't, I, I love the you, kid, you, man. I wish I was. Uh, I wish I would have been around for more of his uh, playing career in terms of my cognizant memory. <laughs> I've never seen a player in my life. I never will. Best swing in history, in my opinion. Yeah. Left-handed That's swing, anyway. Swing. Go go on, brother. Get paid. Get paid yep. that money. Get paid. Um, so yeah, the Reds are a dumpster fire. Ooh. Tatis Jr. is a dumpster fire. Last thing before we wrap up today. Um, Jamie Campbell, who's been working for Rogers and calling Blue Jays games, doing the pregame show for years, basically my entire lifetime at this point. Um, he, he shared this on Twitter yesterday. He says, Friends, I thought it was important to let you know that I'm being treated for chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Still, I intend to be there opening day, sitting beside Joe Siddle, hosting Blue Jays Central. Hope you'll join us at that. Um, so Jamie, man, like obviously the, the outpouring of support from Jays players, past and present, media, other teams, other sports organizations entirely. This guy's called some big moments. He called Alex Bilodeau's gold medal in Vancouver for the first Canadian gold Olympic gold medal on, on home soil. Um, he's had some big sporting moments in his career and obviously has been a, a part of a lot of our lives. Um, so, yeah, we wish you the best, Jamie. Uh, get well soon. Fuck cancer. Uh, hope hope to see you working as, as much as possible while you battle this, man. Just uh, stay strong. Yeah, you said it all, man. Uh, great knowing that uh, both he and Joe will be back for Central. Yeah, uh, and, and Jimmy's been in Florida. He's been posting videos from spring training, so he's still uh, still working, still fighting the fight, and yeah, we wish him nothing but the best for sure. It's going to be great, man. Once the season kicks off, we've got the I think we've got the best broadcast, period. we got to yeah. deal with Dan fucking Shulman, the, the best, in my opinion. Friend the of the show. The finest that baseball has to offer, friend of the show. Uh, Joe uh, Siddle, it's going to be great seeing him again. Jamie, Hazel, uh, we're going to see a lot more interviews. Uh, should be interesting to see. Uh, uh, I guess Arash Madani will be there too. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, man, how could you not be excited about this? Yeah. And, and you know that the whole team and uh, the whole broadcast team there at Sportsnet, everybody's going to be rallying behind Jamie. You know the boys, uh, you know, in the in the dugout and in the pen. They're gonna, you know. Yep. We're all we're all rooting for Jamie. We are. And um, it's gonna be great to see him, you know, back at work and, uh, you know, 
best. We wish him the best for sure. But uh, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for joining us again. Find us on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. We are on Anchor. That's where we're hosted. Free platform. If you're looking to start a podcast, highly recommend it. Listen to the show there. Listen to it on Apple, on Spotify, on Google, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn. Wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Find the website, bfmdpodcast.com. The website, the episodes are there as well, too, with links to everything. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. We always appreciate it. Send us any questions that you have. If you think that the Jays overpaid for Matt Chapman, or if you think that they should have went out and signed somebody, let us know why. Let us know what you would have given up for players and trades, that kind of thing. If you've got a Jose Ramirez trade, we want to hear it because we want to just talk about it because it's still a possibility out there. Our boy Carlos Spare guys out there spewing stuff on Instagram Live at 2 a.m. Um, 85, 80, he says 85%. The other thing... He said that about Freddie Freeman, so... 70, 70% chance that Freddie Freeman's going to sign. Yeah, that wasn't Fire even close. Earlier in the week. Yeah. He's right back at it, man. He's back to yeah. the grind. Yeah. I don't know where he gets this fucking news. And he knew he didn't he break the chat. He broke uh too, he broke he, he kinda did and he also broke Marcus Samin signing last year as well too. So he's got a history of being right in some cases. But he likes to just talk before things are done, whereas guys like Jeff Passan only tweets anything when it's actually a thing. <laughs> so um Take it as you will. Carlos Berga, if, you, if you're if you up at 2 a.m., check out his Instagram. He's probably live talking about players in Spanish, if you understand <laughs> it. So um, if you do translate it for us, post it on Reddit. We'll probably see it. Um, but yeah, leave us a review on, our, on different platforms. It helps us find more listeners. It helps more people find us. Share episodes. Send us those questions like we said. But for uh, Patrick out in Halifax, it's Justin here in Saskatoon. We'll see you next time. <laughs>